Flair and this is Founder Coffee. Every two weeks I have coffee with a different founder. We discuss life, passions, learnings in an intimate talk getting to know the person behind the company. For the 17th episode I talked to Kevin Beals, co-founder of Refract.ai, a coaching platform for sales development reps based on conversation intelligence. Kevin started Refract.ai after he exited his previous business because he had felt the challenge of being able to coach, develop and scale his sales teams. He then went from almost zero to $5 million in 18 months. This episode is all about learning. We talk about Kevin's backstory, how he learns from other founders, the importance of good sales coaching, why he reads sales books and how he teaches his children to become great entrepreneurs. Welcome to Founder Coffee. Hi, Kevin. Great to have you on Founder Coffee. Jerome, absolutely fantastic to be here. Thank you very much for inviting me. Yeah, you're welcome. You're founder of uh, Refract. Um, Refract.ai, do I have to say, or just Refract? I'm, I'm not fussy. You can uh, you can call it either, but yeah, Refract.ai, yes, I am. Refract.ai. For those, for those who don't know Refract.ai, uh, what, what does your company exactly do? Okay, so we analyze sales conversations, uh, help organizations to, to profile the, the, the coachable moments that happen in, in calls, demos, and meetings, mm-hmm. uh, to, to do the heavy lifting for sales coaching. So to be able to share what, uh, uh, what your best performers do, to highlight what, what, uh, what they do differently in their conversations, and to be able to highlight the coachable moments so that you can impact on, on revenue and performance. Yeah, so it's kind of like... Uh when your uh, sales manager would go with you on the road and uh, try to coach you. Now you, you, you kind of record it, digitalize it, share it with others to make it a, a more effective and collaborative experience, I would say, or it, it, what is exactly. it? And, yeah. and to, yeah, to be able to do that without having to, to, to ride along, without having to be there at the same, uh, uh, mm-hmm. at the same time, but, but to have insight into not only what is going on in, in an individual conversation, but also across you know, what, what, is, what is often and usually hundreds, thousands of conversations in your organization uh, uh, every day, week, month. Yeah, but this is for telephone conversation at this point, huh? or not? Joan, I just lost you there, sorry. Is this for telephone conversations at this point? Um, both. So, so telephone conversations, uh, web demos, um, it, it can be for face to face meetings as well. Uh-huh, um, okay. it de- definitely used more for, uh, for, uh, for phone calls, conference calls and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, web demos, but, but technically it's, uh, you know, it makes no difference actually, uh, uh where that's, uh, where that's been captured or recorded. So, so how does it work when it's a face to face conversation? You just put your cell phone on the table? Yeah, so you, as long as you're capturing either the audio or the video from uh, uh, from the conversation, so mm-hmm. uh, so some of our clients will capture that through uh, uh, through, through their through their screens or through their uh, their, their mobiles. Um, but I think it is definitely fair to say, you know, there's there's a shift to more uh, inside sales teams and uh, uh, and 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 distant selling uh, uh, in any case. Um, so I think it's you know fair to say that we we see it more, used more in those arenas and more in those environments. Yeah, uh, uh. is it is it something you you started from experience uh, in a sales background, or how did it exactly happen? Like like where where were you when you started Refractor AI? When did uh, the spark happen? 
So, so, this, so I, I had a previous business that, that, I, uh, that, that we had a, an exit from and mm-hmm. just reflecting on some of the, the, the experiences there and thinking about what we were going to do next. And there was a, uh, a team that, that came with me at that time. Um, the, the challenge of being able to coach, develop, scale uh, uh, sales teams mm-hmm. um, was very real. Um, in its absolute worst form, and I'm you know, embarrassed to admit this now, uh, sometimes for me that will be going along with someone on a, on, a, on a meeting and you're sat in the back of a taxi on the way back to the airport and you can't help start talking about the meeting and what went well and what what ideas could have been uh, um, reflected on. And mm-hmm. you know, it's a horrible way of giving your sales coaching is, you know, no shared uh, no no shared reflection on that on what actually happened um, and and obviously you know in truth not necessarily the the effective way of uh, of doing that however the truth is that you know most of the conversations for all of our organizations that happen um, there is no opportunity to 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 know what happened in that conversation to highlight the the the, the coachable moments that that, that occur um, so it was one hundred percent from from the personal experiences of, uh, of of how do you effectively coach teams without having to sit alongside someone mm-hmm. changing the dynamics of a conversation and then perhaps not even having a shared reflection on what happened anyway yeah what what kind of company were you were you working on at that moment so my my previous business that I uh, founded was a company called the Test Factory. Oh. Um, so the Test Factory was uh, an online assessment and test platform. Um, mm-hmm. We worked with we, we did everything from uh, tests for uh, five year olds in uh, in school up to doctors doing their exams. Uh, we were the platform for for managing the content, delivering the tests, um, and, and worked with with some amazing clients. We worked with people like uh, Microsoft and United Nations and a lot of uh, exam boards and, uh, mm-hmm. and publishers. Um, so yeah, it was during that, 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 uh, the, the, the moment for uh, reflect kind of arose. Was that your first business or did you have like businesses before? It, it was the first business that I founded. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd been part of two, uh, previous startups, um, that had uh, both uh, been successful and scaled and had gone through that journey as part of the management team. I headed up the, uh, the, the sales team at, at uh, um, a company called Communicator, who uh, in email marketing, and before that, a company called MPP, who um, provided subscription and, uh, and, and payment solutions. Um, and I was part of the the you know the first in, for, for MPP. I was their very first employee for Communicator. I think I was employee number five, and um, went went through that scaling journey, and then yep. uh, you know was was ready and excited to do to do something myself. Yeah. So you've seen startups a few times. Have you have you also been in in like the corporate world or at least uh, let's say normal companies or? Yeah. So so before those two startups, um, I had a couple of uh, uh, yeah inverted commas corporate jobs. Um, mm-hmm. I worked for uh, for Adidas, um, and I worked for a, a Premier League uh, a football team here in the uh, in the in the UK. Both on the, uh, the 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 digital side, as uh, uh, as digital started to become a, a thing, both commercially and uh, uh, and technically, um, but I always wanted to do something for myself. That was always that was always my plan from a very young age, and uh, you know, as I think is is often the case for, for most of us, it's uh, um, something that, that that burns away at you until until the moment comes. Yeah, yeah. Many of us start actually in digital marketing. I I noticed when doing these uh, these interviews. 
Uh, and many of us start with, with building websites when they're young. Is that something that is also the case for you or? I, I have very little technical skills. I can you know, yeah. maybe just hold my own in a, you know, in a technical conversation, but I'm, I'm, defi- I'm definitely commercial rather than, uh, oh, yeah. in, uh, rather than it's, technical. It's more the marketing side of digital and, marketing. Uh, you know, I, I know having listened to, to some of your other interviews, I, I do think that perhaps just having just that, even that small pizza slice of experience of working in a corporate organization, which you know, I know from some of your other interviews, a lot of people, you know, maybe myself included, found really hard and found all the reasons why you end up becoming a founder. But just, uh, just really understanding how big enterprise organisations work without actually working for one is 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 sometimes quite difficult. Yeah. You asked me before this what what my favorite uh, uh, interview was uh, so far, and that's undisclosed. Uh, what is yours? You, you did tell me, but I won't shout out loud. <laughs> yeah, tell me. What's what's your favorite one? Um, I think um, I, I, I've got to say, you know, I, I work very closely with, um, uh, with 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 Hannah Chaplin that mm-hmm. uh, um, that, that introduced us. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, for, for for those that haven't heard that, she works at uh, uh, she's the founder of uh, Receptive, a company based uh, in Sheffield here in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, we, we spend a lot of time together, Hannah and I. All the things that Receptive are good at are the things that Reflect aren't quite as good at, and I think the same vice versa. So uh, yeah, we've learned a lot from it from each other. So yeah, it was uh, it was really interesting hearing her uh, her interview with you. That's cool. Are there other, any other startups or founders that you really like look up to uh, in in any way? Yeah, I, I think obviously I enjoy when you know on the tours of uh, Sasta and Sastock and those kind of events, you know, hearing the, the, the people that have been uber successful, but, but I definitely take most value personally from, mm-hmm. from, from those that, that are perhaps on a, you know, a, a, a more similar journey, a more aligned journey. Um, I, I know for, you know, most of those uber successful organizations, they've gone through a lot of the, 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 the same path and the same, uh, same challenges and opportunities that, that we all face. Um, but uh, but I think I've I've definitely taken most value from those that you know that, that will be well under the radar, but you know at a similar size scale and uh, um, and, and and moment to uh, uh, to ourselves really. So uh, yeah, that's that's the, and also not not just SaaS companies. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, SaaS company you know SaaS has its own uh, uh, its, its own business model and economics and uh, and, and challenges that are, that are very unique to SaaS. But I've definitely taken a lot from from just other founders uh, in other industries, where you know the problems of recruiting the best talent, of managing and uh, you know managing and rewarding and incentivizing that talent, building a culture, all of those things uh, you know are not SaaS specific, and and I, I'm always amazed that there seems so much similar in in very different organisations from a, a founder CEO perspective. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I agree with both points. Especially the first one, like uh, if we go to conferences, we often listen to these hyper successful companies that then come and explain how we how we're going to be hyper successful as well. But I, I notice with ourselves, like um, I I would have difficulties coaching a startup that is not in the phase we are in now uh, to be successful in their phase because you're always so 
I mean, focused on your problems at this moment and they evolve so much that when you get coaching from someone who is, who is way further, they, they, there's some things that just cannot grasp at that moment anymore, I think. Yeah, and hundred percent, and and I think you know, the, the the stories of success are you know whilst hugely important, um, have, have been well told. They've been you know told uh, uh, many times, mm-hmm. and yeah, there, there's there's a slice of uh, the the right business at the right time. There's a slice of uh, of luck. There's a slice of the, the, the networks that, that, that you have and all of those things don't necessarily apply to all of our businesses. And, um, I, I, I've taken a lot out of, um, as, as I'm sure a lot of people listening uh, are here out of you know, businesses that haven't worked out and, and why haven't they worked out and, mm-hmm. um, and, and learning as much about not, not just the pitfalls and things to, um, to, to, to avoid, but, but I think for all of us, it's, um, it's there, there, but for the grace of God, you know, that we can rewrite the, the, the history of all of our organizations and not much needs to change for it to go in a, in a, you know, in a different direction. Yeah. Where, where do you read up on those? Um, I've, I, I have sought out some of those, uh, uh, some of those people. So, you know, I've, I've you know, tried to, to, to hook up for, uh, you know, for a, a drink with, uh, um, with, with people who have gone down a journey and it, and it hasn't worked out. But I think it is definitely more difficult to find those stories. You know, it's, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're obviously more difficult stories to tell and you have to really admire those that, uh, that, that particularly if they do get up on stage and, and tell those uh, uh, stories. Um, regionally here in the, in the Northeast in England, that one of the uh, recent tech events that they had was all focused around businesses that didn't work out. And mm-hmm. they had a series of, of, of speakers and that, that was great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just checking up now. I, I remembered there was a website, I think autopsy.io. You can find, a, yeah. um, you could find a list of different businesses that went bankrupt and, and that wrote about it on their blog about what they did wrong. And, uh, but obviously it always, it's always way more interesting to talk to the people themselves because there's always so much more behind it than, uh, than sure. what they wrote yeah. up. Exactly. You know, and, and I'm sure lots in, in most of those stories that, that can't be said out loud, but, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, for, for, for obvious reasons, but, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, but I, I guess you're just having that measured of, you know, what, what does Uber success look like? What, what can go wrong in a, in a business and you know, yeah. those that, that are most aligned. Yeah. What, what does, uh, what does success mean for you uh, with the uh, refracted AI? Great question. Um, I think, and, and I reserve the right to, 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 to change my mind as this, uh, uh, as the, as the business progresses, we, we've got, you know, we've got a huge market opportunity. Um, you know, more than half our, our clients, uh, uh, currently are, are based over in the U S. Um, and we're talking about, you know, a market opportunity that is organizations that want to improve the, the quality and outcome of their, uh, of their sales conversations. That's, you know, that's a, that's a big market. Um, at, at the same time, I, I, I've fallen down a few times with with investors, potential investors, when asked the question, not necessarily quite as directly as this, of you know, do you think you're a a, a unicorn business in in potential? Not necessarily asked in those mm-hmm. words, and and I and I answer no, um, and and that doesn't always go down well, um, <laughs> and that sometimes comes across as as lacking ambition, which you know those, those that know me would 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 probably never never say that that about me, but. Mm-hmm. I think it is just grounded in you know, what does what does success look like for you know for me my my management team and reflect. 
I don't think that is it. I don't think that, you know, that we need to become a unicorn for us to have ticked the box of success or, you know, or anywhere uh, perhaps uh, that, that close to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, successful, su- oh. success for, you know, it comes in in various levels, obviously. As you know, yeah, comes in you know both a financial level and comes in terms of, of what you've uh, what what you've achieved. Um, I'm really lucky that most of them have uh, have come with me from my previous business. We've worked together for a long time, um, but they're first time senior managers in the, uh, in Reflect. And the biggest part of success for me will be seeing what what they achieve and then what what they go on to do next. Um, Obviously, there's a financial element for you know for, for for everyone involved as well, but it but it's not a uh, it's certainly not unicorn aspirations that I think that that, that we're uh, that, that we're aiming at. Yeah, not not aiming at unicorn aspirations, but still the VC track. If I if not not mistaken, or yep. So yeah, we have um yeah we have VC funding, and as I say, that that's not to say that there's any lack of ambition or any lack of. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, of, uh, of opportunity um you know we're our, our, our plans are we're all uk based uh, at the moment but as i say with a very global uh, uh client base um and our plans are to uh, uh are to geographically uh, uh expand the business mm-hmm. um but uh, so and, and and so you know we are on that vc track um, but I think probably just in the uh, in, in our current aspirations, and again, I'll say I'll reserve the right I'm, when uh, when perhaps when we speak in two years' time, I'll be telling you about our uh, unicorn aspirations, and uh, <laughs> it'll be different. But yeah, t- today just yeah, I would say just below that. Yeah, today you're modest, or oh, well, so, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> and and apart from the financial side, uh, what other aspirations do you have? Um, I think. That there's a, there's a, a massive problem that we're that, that we're solving here, and it's yeah, it, it doesn't get talked about an awful lot. But you know, the, the the key challenge that, that we solve um, is, is probably best uh, pictured by a couple of uh, stats from uh, uh, from from published reports, um, which, which say that three quarters of, of sales leaders, uh, sorry, three quarters of organisations cite coaching as the most important role of a sales manager. Uh, mm-hmm. Typically, a sales manager spends less than five percent of their time coaching, um, yeah. and it and even in practice, that's probably quite generous because you know a lot of what is classed as inverted commas coaching is uh, um, is, is is talking about your pipeline and what's going to close next month, um, and 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 there's even other studies that that show the discrepancy between how much coaching reps think they get and how much coaching a manager thinks they give. Um, so so that. It, it's broken. I mean, sales coaching is, is broken, but yet universally accepted as as the best way of influencing performance. Universally accepted as the as the most important uh, thing for a for a, a sales uh, uh, leader to uh, to uh, to do. Um, so, you know, in terms of our of our aspirations, you know, it feels like you know there's there's a big problem to there's a big problem to fix there, and there's not easy solutions to do that. And I think when you know, when we talk about the the use of uh, uh, of AI and technology to do that, I, I would really like to think that both for us and our competitors, we're you know we're at the start of a uh, of a of a journey and an evolution there. Um, so I think you might what what really excites me is you know where, where is this going to take us? What what impact can we have on this real problem of uh, uh, of sales coaching? Which uh, you know, as we get more towards 
salespeople towards the bottom of the rung having more automated AI chatbot driven um, replacements. Mm-hmm. That it's, uh, it's it's you know it's at the more sophisticated, complex uh, solution sale end, where actually the words that you choose, the conversations that you have, are you know, are the difference between success and failure. Yeah. So if I hear it well, you're in you're in this for for quite the long run. Yeah, I, I, it's it's it is an emerging market. It is a new market. I still feel, in truth, that we're we're at a fairly early adopter stage in the um, mm-hmm. in that market, um, and even a fairly early adopter stage in terms of you know of, of where the technology can and will be. I'm sure uh, um, in the uh, in, in in the future. Um, so yeah, it, it definitely doesn't feel like a short journey. Yeah. What is it that you 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 actually do right now to just come back from long aspirations to what is it that you do as a, as a startup founder at this moment? What are your responsibilities? What's the most important things you do in a day and how does your day look like basically? Yeah. So, uh, I, my, my, a typical day, I mean, uh, I'm, again, I'm sure everyone would say there's no such thing as, as, as typical, but mm-hmm. it's likely to include some, some hiring, um, it's likely to include, uh, time with my team, not just my management team, but, you know, time, um, sat down with the, uh, uh, with, with, with the team here at, uh, um, at, at fact, um, Obviously, you know, an amount of time talking with investors, prospective investors, talking strategies, and uh, and uh, and the like. Um, I I I still do a lot of uh, um, of, of coaching of the uh, of the sales team, you know, and obviously that's you know that's important in terms of you know of, of what we do and the technology that we provide, and uh, um, that that's not just our sales managers and sales leaders doing that. Mm-hmm. And then finally, and probably most importantly, um, talking to both clients and, and prospects. Um, we're, you know, we're still at a re- relatively early stage here, and the things that are most going to form our journey and the path that we uh, uh, go on are, are, are driven by clients, prospects, the clients that we don't that we don't sign up, um, and, and being able to, to to map our path through uh, you know, the, the the evolution of uh, of this market and the evolution of this product. Yeah, yeah. So you, you you how big is your sales team? So our sales team is seven people. Uh, seven today. people. Uh, oh. We're a, a team of just over twenty people uh, as a uh, as a business. So yeah, we're total. We're still fairly young, young, small, agile, learning. You know, in in that, uh, mm-hmm. uh, in, in that phase. Um, but um, but but definitely trying to punch. You know, as I'm sure, obviously, again for a lot of your listeners, trying to punch above our weight and uh, uh, and and achieve a lot with a small team. Yeah. yeah. What uh, what kind of businesses are you selling to? So, Big ones or. Yeah, so so, so for yeah you know, for some of our, our, our yeah if, I, if I, our very biggest client has three and a half thousand sales reps globally, um, and yeah is is one of the uh, uh, the Fortune five hundred uh, um, uh, tech companies, um, right through to working with recruitment organisations with with six or seven uh, employees, where the value of those conversations. Our, our business critical and our you know the the difference between the the, the success uh, that they enjoy as a, uh, as a business um so all sizes um mm-hmm. both working with organizations we also work with a lot of 
uh, sales trainers, coaches, published authors um, who use Refract to, to create new revenue streams for themselves in, um, in, in providing coaching and, uh, uh, and distance coaching. Um, so, uh, but yeah, as I'm sure again with, with you know, a lot of people listening to this, you see that gradual swimming upstream. The organizations are getting bigger. The kind of organizations that are interested in buying this technology uh, mm-hmm. are, getting, uh, uh, are getting gradually bigger. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm um, hearing that you like to do a lot of sales coaching at Refract. Refract is about sales coaching. I'm supposing that that is probably one of the, the skills you bring to your business. What are some, what do you think apart from that is like one the main skills you as a founder bring to, to the business? So I think if you were to, to you know, to analyze what, what are, what do I think that we're, we're best at as a business and, you know, and, and I, I guess that, that. I was asking about you actually, but um, yeah. the business is fine as well. And, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm probably I'm probably saying it kind of highly behind my business with you know with with a little yeah. <laughs> modesty. Um, what we're definitely best at is sales. You know that that uh, and and we you know we've built uh, that you know that that model for sales that you know is is, is designed with 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 scalability in uh, um, in mind from the outset. Um, we uh, we we sell to sales leaders, so there's really no hiding mm-hmm. place. There's no place for uh, shitty outreach, whether that's you know phone, email, or, or social channels. Um, we, we, we get found out very quickly. Um, that that's a good and bad thing for us. You know that, that you know, the bar is really high, um, mm-hmm. but um, and it, you know, it, 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 we we obviously have to get over that bar in every conversation. We have to impress a sales leader and in our own sales skills by virtue of you know of, of what we're selling as much as uh, as much as anything else um that is definitely where we're strongest that's that's definitely where you know i i think the 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 biggest pool of skills and you know that's that's i guess that's personally as well as uh, um as a, as a, as a business um yeah. in other areas as a of the business i'm you know i'm i'm complimented with people with a very different skill set in you know, in in marketing in the tech side and the customer success side um my, my my skills, yeah. You know, my background sales. Um, that's been in 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 SaaS sales. That's been building SaaS uh, sales teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, that's definitely where you know where where, where my experience is and uh, uh, and hopefully my best my best skills lie. Yeah. Now building the company, you always uh, face kind of different growth pains. What are what are the ones that are that are that you're facing right now? What are the things like the problems that you are fixing right now let's say um so if, if we'd have this conversation six months ago mm-hmm. i'd have been filled with a lot more frustration of uh, it feels like we're doing all of the right things and yet things aren't going quite as fast as we you know we wanted quite as fast as we we hoped and you know i'd have definitely been sharing a lot more frustration of kind of it feels like everything's going in the right direction but it's just not going quite as fast as mm-hmm. uh, as we hoped um the last six months have have, have changed um for, from our perspective things have um it, it's it's felt like my my time at um the business prior to finding my my, my own business we you know we, we went uh, inside 18 months we went from uh, well from in, in dollars we went from zero to five million dollars we went from five people to to 70 people and, and frankly, when I look back, it all felt really easy. 
and <laughs> it's yeah obviously um, and, and and comparatively to the rest of my career it actually was really easy you know uh, um it just all felt like it was the right thing the right place the right time and we enjoyed a lot of success um the last six months have felt like that again for probably for the first time in my career of you know it felt like that time again where everything feels like is it is rolling down uh downhill in a, in a good way um but the wheels are turning downhill should i say um and um and so that that that's maybe challenging us to think a little bit more about you know well what does you know what what do we do with that what does the future look like and you know maybe looking at you know we're, we're looking at plans at the moment and thinking well what can we maybe go a little bit faster what hires do we need to bring forward a little bit more um so I, I guess top of mind right now is is, is hiring talent, um, and um, you know, we're at a, in, in a position that has both pros and cons. We're we're based in Newcastle in the northeast of, uh, uh, of the UK, and you know there's a, there's a, there's a good tech scene here in the uh, in the city and in the region. But compared to uh, to, to other uh, more well known uh, uh, tech uh, environments, it's uh, you know it's it's, it's, it's relatively small. There's, there's lesser uh, there's less experience um, that, that that has definitely been good and bad for us it's you know one of the great things for us is that there are not a lot of great SaaS businesses with genuine uh, global aspirations um, maybe with some people that have been there and done it and you know learned some lessons along the way uh, uh, previously um, there aren't that many of those organizations but equally the talent pool is uh, is smaller and you know some of the conversations are around you know how do we hire people outside the region are we pulling people to the region are we building more of a uh, of a of a, a distance based team remote based team as well but those are some of the 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 uh, the, the challenges and discussions now about you know how do we grow and uh, um, and make sure we build the, the the right talent for that yeah are, are there any other uh, known startups in uh, Newcastle yeah, there's, um, but I would say a, you know, a lot of them fl fly under the radar. So, you know, there's, there's an amazing company mm -hmm. uh, based here in the Northeast uh, called Sales Cycle. Um, so, you know, Sales Cycle have, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, I'm slightly guessing here, 300 plus uh, employees in 12 countries uh, uh, around the world are one of the fastest growing tech companies uh, here in the, uh, uh, in the UK not necessarily as well known or as you know as as as, as well uh, uh, profiled um there's another company called performance horizon who the, the founders of that previously sold a business uh, to google for uh, uh for some, uh, some some uber sums of money and are uh, are they're, they're, they're tearing it up again um completely unknown is that the newcastle actually is has the only um FTSE 100 it's the equivalent of the fortune 500 in the us a software company in the uh, in the UK um, in a company called Sage, um, yeah, yeah. But Sage are perhaps not you know not seen in that you know they're, they're not a SAT, they've not been a SaaS first business and not seen in that uh, uh, that those same eyes from a tech point of view. But you know the, it, it is notable that the biggest tech company um, in uh, that is a US based a UK based company is based here in uh, Newcastle. Yeah. The, the the difference the startups where you worked was it all in Newcastle as well or the the first one I worked for, with was with uh, uh, was in Manchester um, ah. which for you know, for for those outside of the UK it's um, it's two and a half three hours uh, uh, drive away 
Um, and that, you know, I worked remotely as, as I said, I was the very first employee there and mm -hmm. probably if you'd taken geography out, I'd thought whether I'd still be there or not, I don't know, but I, I, I definitely wouldn't have left when I did. Um, I started having a family and that became just, you know, just a little bit too difficult, but it was an amazing company. They've, uh, they've just done their series B rounds. Now they've, uh, uh, got more people in the U S than they have in the, uh, in the, in the UK today. Um, and that was you know, an amazing experience. And I, I probably bailed too early on that experience just through personal circumstance rather than, uh, uh, rather than anything else. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, 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 that was definitely a challenge for me earlier in, uh, in, in my career of, you know, how do I find something based where I am? And, uh, um, you know, I was, I was quite personally tied to the region. Um, how, how, you know, how do I, find the right businesses. And I, I guess that, that accelerated my journey of doing something myself. Yeah. So you, you got a wife and kids and then, uh, and then you, you started your own business to be able to manage that better or that's, that's, that's yeah. like contrary of what people normally would do. Like normally, ah, uh, wife and kids, you're like, you get a well-paid consulting job in some kind of corporate company where you don't have to do too much. Right. So, so so, so the answer is definitely both. And I think, you know, there, there maybe is a, a little bit of a good story here. Uh, um, so, you know, I was working for this company communicator, as I say, you know, this is the job where you know, it all just felt really easy. And we were doing, you know, we were doing great. And, um, I, I left about 18 months before they were required to, to, mm -hmm. to start the test factory. Um, and, and I was just at that point, I was just, you know, I, I thought it was all really easy and, you know, let's, let's do something myself. And, um, I, I, you know, I just felt ready to take that, that, that leap. Um, and perhaps, you know, a little bit conscious as well of the, the opportunities in the, uh, uh, in the region. Um, so I came home and, uh, I, 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 uh, discussed this and told my, told my wife and she burst into tears. Uh, she, she did what, uh, um, she, she, she then got her mum rounds. And her mum burst into tears and her mum begged me, like, you know, stay, you know, you, you need to have a proper job. You need to, you know, make sure you can provide for your family. I had a, you know, a second child on the way. Um, and again, I'm sure this resonates with a, a lot of the people listening. Um, you know, my wife is, is completely risk averse. She's completely opposite to, to, to me. The thought of starting a business, I think she actually called it one of my harebrained ideas. Um, the thought of starting <laughs> was, um, you know, was, was horrific. Um, whilst having a, a young family and, uh, the, uh, uh, the responsibilities that, you know, that you have both, uh, financially and, uh, and otherwise. Um, so yeah, she, she, she cried. She always thought it was a bad idea. And I have to say, she thought it was, she thought it was a bad idea until the day that, that it was acquired. Um, and then, mm -hmm. then, then it's been quite interesting because now she encourages our, you know, I encourage our, my, my kids a lot to, you know, they're, they're still quite young, but to think entrepreneurially and think, you know, think about, you know, what they want to do might include being, being entrepreneurial or, or doing something themselves. Yeah. Um, we talk about it quite a lot and, um, you know, we, we, we play as, you know, we, 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 um, play, we call it Dragon's Den here, Shark Tank in the, uh, in the U S I play that with my kids, you know, they, they come up with their <laughs> business ideas and they think about, uh, um, pitching it and, you know, and, uh, um, and then we have a negotiation and, uh, uh, and now she's really, you know, she, my, my wife's really embracing of, of that and thinks this would be a great idea for our kids, but, you know, uh, gone through that, um, uh, that, that challenge. But I, I will say, and again, I'm sure this is, you know, the same for a lot of people listening. Um, so 
it's it's a roller coaster, right? You know, for all of us, it's a roller coaster. One day you're really high, the next day you're really, it's really low, and you know it goes up and down, and you 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 choose to ride that roller coaster. Um, and definitely for my wife, she not only chooses not to ride that roller coaster, she doesn't want to ride that roller coaster. Um, so I actually I don't talk about work at all now at home, um, as in literally you know, we'll be going through a funding round or we'll sign up a big line. And I hardly say anything because I know she doesn't want to ride that roller coaster. And if I only mention the good things, she knows that I'm then not mentioning the bad things. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you know, that's, um, that's the dynamics, I guess, that have, have worked for us. But, uh, I'm, 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 I'm sure that, again, for, for, for lots of people listening, those two dynamics between your work life and personal life are hard to balance. Yeah. Maybe maybe for for some of those um, um, that are in early stages right now, starting out. How did you uh, sell to your wife that you would start something anyway? Like like did you did you have a backup plan ready or? Um, in in. In, in truth, I, in truth, I didn't. In truth, I you know I, I probably became quite headstrong and decided this is this is what I'm going to do and um, and you know and, and and made that decision. I, I think if it had been a collective decision, I'd have, you know it would have never happened. But I'd have you know I'd have had that itch and I'd have never been happy just just going through working for for, for someone else. Um, so yeah, I, I probably I probably used. All of, all of whatever sales skills I have to try and uh, uh, best uh, present this as a, as a favorable outcome. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, um, yeah, that, that wasn't an easy sell. That was a hard audience. Yeah. <laughs> and how do you how do you balance the the work and life right right now? What kind of hours do you do, and how do you make sure things stay where they are in balance? Like so. In, in terms of hours in the office, it, 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 it's not it's not too bad. I do try and balance like life, and you know, I've got I've got three young boys, and that, that's obviously important. I'm lucky to have a great management team here as well, and uh, yeah, and, and we all share that uh, that philosophy. I think the thing that we all find, um, and again, my wife says this to me. She's like, she's like, you're never there. You're, you're I can always see you. You're thinking about something else. You're you're. You, you never feel like you don't feel like you're in the room half the time, and and the truth is that you know that 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 that's true. You are you know when you're not working, you're still working. You're, you're thinking about all those things and uh, uh, and playing through all those things and uh, um and and I don't yeah I don't think that stops. So I think I do a good job of of a work life balance, but. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I say this, I'm, I'm just about to go on, on holiday, on vacation, um, uh, to tomorrow. And I, yeah, I know you can't, you can't turn off, you know, it's obviously as a same for all of us, you know, and, and don't want to turn off. You, you, you want to be involved. You want to still have an impact, but it's, you know, but it's a balance. And, um, and that's probably one of the, you know, that is probably one of the hardest things I think for any founder is how do you get that personal balance, particularly, with people that haven't chosen to make the choices that you have, whether that's, you know, whether that's a partner, whether that's uh, uh, children, whatever, they've not made those choices that you've had and you've got to be respectful in that. Yeah. T- talking about going on vacation and, and turning off, don't you feel that like after a certain amount of time you can, you can start turning off then like, okay, this is, this is when it's too short, you, you never really 
switch it off but but when it's long enough then you know you can and and then it, then then it even becomes a bit harder to come back into the same uh uh the same flow or so, or you don't have that at all and honestly i i don't and and it's not that it's not that i feel that that's missing or lacking that that's definitely a choice mm-hmm. S- sitting by the side of the pool in the sun um with uh, with with my phone chatting to people on slack or uh, you know or seeing what's happening on email <laughs> Is, is is relaxing for me and you know is is a break for for for, for me um i appreciate that that you know that that's not necessarily everyone's choice but i think again that's you know that's more typical of, uh, of founders um who don't necessarily want to to turn off completely but um uh yeah so that's that's and that's definitely the you know that's definitely the case for me yeah what uh what 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 book are you planning to read by the pool um, so every book that I'm taking with me is either a sales book or a business book. And, um, the, the ones that I've got uh, packed at the moment actually are, um, a, the sales book, uh, uh, one of the, uh, the, the guys we work with, a guy called Jeb Blount, uh, has just published a book called Objections and, uh, mm-hmm. uh, re- uh, reading that, um, uh, a lady called Tamara Shank has written a book on on sales enablement. That's probably mm-hmm. quite specific to to, to, to the area that, that we're in, and I know obviously for yourself as well, uh, uh, Jerome. She's uh, um, she's she's written some uh, some great stuff, so I'm uh, I'm excited to read that book. Uh, most of them are sales books. Some of them are business uh, uh, business books, but yeah, I, I read a lot about. I don't read a lot. Uh, I probably listen to more podcasts and things like that. Going on holiday is probably the time I most prolifically read. So, uh, but it's yeah, it's, it's normally sales books, much to my uh, my, my wife's disgust. <laughs> and and do you feel you you still learn a lot when reading these sales books? Do you oh, read no. them cover to cover? Um, cover to cover, marking things in the book. Oh. <laughs> Learn, learning all learning all the time i mean you know mm-hmm. we're, we're all just you know we're all just on the on the journey and that, and i think you know sometimes you learn things that you never thought of before sometimes you're kind of reminded of things that you knew but you know you don't do as much as you could mm-hmm. sometimes it just puts a different complexion on you know on a a, a, a problem or a challenge that you're having or a, you know a particular situation or scenario um you know learning learning all the all the time and and genuinely like you know when when i go on a sales conversation um i record it and i share it with my team and i ask them to you know to coach me and give me give me feedback it's uh, mm-hmm. um every, every you know every, every conversation and can can be played out differently and, uh, and 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 better and especially with the opportunity to you know reflect and think about that um so yeah learn, learning all the time with it without without any shadow of doubt, you, you, you kind of wonder where you are on that learning journey. We're all just right at the start. Yeah. Finally, uh, what's the, the best piece of advice you ever got? The best piece of advice I, uh, I, I, I ever got. Um, that's a good question. Um, I think... I think that I, when I when I worked at 
uh, at, at Adidas. I've never actually told this person this, but when I worked at, uh, at Adidas, um, I had a great boss. Um, she was, uh, she was, she was great. She was quite a scary woman. A lot of the people in the organization were quite scared of her, but she was, a, she was a, a great boss for, uh, for me. And she, she was the first person that really recognized that there was a salesperson in, in me. I was working in, uh, uh, in marketing at that, uh, at that point in time for, for Adidas and then, you know, on the digital side. And I kind of had a view of, you know, of sales, which was, I guess, very old fashioned and, uh, um, and that was about, you know, being, uh, very, uh, you know, very, very tough and an awful lot of, of rejection. And I wasn't really sure that that, you know, that that was me. Um, and she definitely, she definitely coached me, even though that wasn't her, you know, her job to do. And, and yeah, it uh, it wasn't part of her remit and her team. She she really coached me that there was a salesperson inside of me, um, and 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 really helped me uh, uh, see that. So I'm I'm always really I'm always really grateful to uh, uh, to that. I think that was the um, the best advice. You know, not necessarily a single line of wisdom or a single line of advice, but someone that you know, helped me find myself and helped me find my path. Uh, um, was uh, yeah, was that time that I did ask. Cool. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you for being on Founder Coffee. Fantastic. Thank you, Jerome. Thanks so much. That's it for this episode of Founder Coffee. We hope you liked it. Let the world know if you did. Thanks for listening, guys.